Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Run into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off. But hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 215 to 216 excludes in-store clearance and baby. Black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm going to die out here. No one's ever going to know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at a, at a rate that I, I I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me. And this look of, I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Going to be talking to John. And John actually had probably one of the more amazing encounters I've ever heard out there in Ohio when he was a little boy. He lives out here in Washington State. Uh, The shows are kind of a little messed up tonight. I had the internet go down, and so I'm playing Sunday's show tonight. Yeah, But for the members, I'll be back on Sunday. I got a great encounter with a guy from uh, Ontario. Uh, who actually came face-to-face with this thing. Uh, so look for that on Sunday. Uh, but tonight I'll be talking to John. And John actually run, he ran right into this thing and uh, thought for sure this thing was going to kill him. He does a great job at describing what he saw, and he actually drew a picture of it. So if you go to SasquatchChronicles.com, you can check it out. Check out the, the drawing John did. Uh, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. And uh, if you get a chance, go to sasquatchchronicles.com. I do a daily blog there. Uh, there's a forum. And like I said, the show is going to be coming up on Sunday for the members. Uh, so if you want to be a part of it, please go to sasquatchchronicles.com and check it out. Let's jump into it tonight. John, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Wes. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you being here. Um, I know your encounter took place in Ohio. Um, if you would kind of start from the beginning, before you walk into your encounter, I know there were some things going on there at the property. 
uh, with you being watched and whatnot through the window. Just kind of walk us into what happened, if you would. Well, um, it was 1977. It was uh, probably late spring, I would imagine, right around that time period. Well, I guess about maybe two to three weeks prior to that event happening, uh, we lived in a mobile home. It's a fairly new mobile home. It was a single wide, the three bedroom. It had these like rectangle box windows that kind of set high up into the room. I don't know if you're familiar with what I'm talking about, but they didn't really set it at normal window height in a room. They were kind of up higher on the wall and I had a bunk bed and I slept on the top bunk. And well, I'd say, Again, like two to three weeks prior to the event, I just kept feeling like something was watching me through that window when I was sleeping. And, you know, there was a couple of times I swore that I heard, you know, some weird breathing or a raspy breathing or something of that nature. But, you know, that was nighttime and you're a kid and, and you're too scared to turn and look at the window. You, <laughs> you kind of like, you know, uh, don't want to look out the window. Because it, 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 you just had this really bad feeling. But, um, you know, during the day, you're just back to being a normal kid. You don't think about those things, you know, in the daylight when you're a kid. Another incident that had happened is we had a, uh, we still had a well on the property. So uh, we still had the pump, you know, the old crank pump and and what have you. And something had broken that. We just thought it was vandalism. Uh, at the time. So we had to pay to have that, that repaired. Getting up to that day, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I guess I was familiar with, with Bigfoot through in search of, but, uh, I didn't really know, uh, outside of that, what Bigfoot was. Anyway, uh, that, that morning, it was about, well, we probably started our morning somewhere around 9.30 that morning, what happened was it, was it was a weekend morning and my parents had left and she brought, or my mother had brought my cousin Diane down and her brother, Brad, and Brad and I are about the same age and Diane was older and she was just going to watch us, you know. But, you know, back in those days, watching somebody just meant, you know, go out and play and get out of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, we're outside, it was myself and Brad and my little brother and we decide, Hey, you know, there's nothing else to do. Let's walk back to the tire swing and let's go back to the fields where the, where the bulls are and the horses and let's, you know, just kind of mess around back there. So we're walking down our trail. Now this is about a 12 acre walk. Uh, it's a pretty far walk and it's down a trail and the trail is, is, it's road size, you know, they dozed this trail for us. It went all the way back to the back deal property where we, where we had the horses and et cetera. But so, you know, along the way, we're just kind of walking and, and being kids and, and playing in puddles and what have you and collecting frogs and, you know, just being kids. And we get back towards the very back of the property. And when you got to this little clearing, you picked up an odor. And instantly it smelled like death, you know, like, you know, I've smelled it many times because you, you know, you're on a farm and, and around other livestock and, you know, when animals die, you know, it has that distinct, 
smell, but it also smelled like somebody's old wet, nasty dog, you know? And I'm looking around to see if I can find out where that smell's coming from, because my first thought is one of our livestock or something had died. And so we're just kind of just standing there, and it's, I'm standing, and then my little brother's beside me, and then Brad was just on the other side of him. And we're looking around. We don't see anything. We're looking around, and I notice some movement out the peripheral vision, and it was off to my kind of, you know, to my right and about 40 feet away. And so I turned and I looked, and I saw about a I don't know, five foot, five dark brown creature that had its arm wrapped around a tree, I thought, and its head was tucked in and it was peeking up over its its arm. Like if you had laid your head down on a desk almost and you just kind of look up, you know. So it was kind of peeking up out of there and it turned its head very sharply back into what I thought was a tree. And I'm looking at this thing, and then I, I'm, I'm looking at the tree, and then I start following my eyes up, and I realize it's not a tree. It's the leg of a, of a really big creature, and uh, it was definitely female. Uh, she was seven to eight foot tall, really, really large, uh, about four foot across, large black eyes. She was motionless, but her eyes were, uh, they went right through you. It was so much, I want to say hatred or, or disdain or, or just disgust when she looked at you. It, she looked at you with just such, you know, it was just not good. And I, and I stood there and I just froze. And I'm just staring at her and she's staring right at me. And, and I don't know what to do at that moment because in my mind, I'm staring at a monster and I've completely forgotten about the little one. You know, that one is just like completely out of my mind at the moment because I'm just sitting here staring at this thing. It's just looking at me. She's about 40 foot away. She's extremely large and she's just breathing heavy. And her lips uh, were kind of like, you ever seen how like like chimpanzees will like move their upper lip? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so her lips would do that, but her lips were very, they're, they're thin, very large, wide mouth, but, but very thin lips. And that was really the only thing moving was was you know, kind of her lips and, and, and I could see her mouth and her, her mouth was open and I could see her teeth and her teeth were very, uh, horsey looking, uh, but broken, gnarly and nasty. She had some scarring, uh, on her head, but her eyes was probably the most prominent feature. Um, her nose was, was, um, very flat. You couldn't see the nostrils. It was very like compressed to her face, but it was human looking. The, the, the nose was very, very human, just very large. You know, I would say, oh, heck, maybe 
<laughs> maybe three inches wide, you know, at the bottom of it is really wide. There was no hair really on her upper lip. I mean, there was some, but not much. Uh, if you look at the drawing that I give you, it's just pretty accurate on on the, how the hair and the, and the facial features were. Uh, her ears were small and her hair was, was not long. It was, it was more gorilla-y, I guess, short. And it, it seemed to, um, its primary color seemed to be like black, but, but the sun was, was coming up behind her back a little bit. So you could kind of see the light glare through it and you could see the browns and the reds in it. Her hands, her arms, her arms are really long. And she, um, uh, her knuckles probably just a couple inches above her knee, maybe. Her hands were large, uh, very large. I mean, enough to like just probably wrap around my waist at the time. I mean, I was only 11. Um, she had breasts. They hung down to about her navel, I guess. There was no hair on her breast. Her knees were were void of any hair, very heavily calloused, uh, black skin areas in those areas, like in the elbows and the knees where the hair was void. And the rest of her skin looked more of a, uh, of a gray, of a charcoal, maybe of a charcoal gray underneath, like her hand color. Um, I stood there and my heart is just it's just pound and I am in tears and I'm just staring at this thing and I don't know what to do. And I'm frozen and, uh, Brad's talking. <laughs> I'm like Brad, you know, kind of in a, in a very heavy whisper. And, uh, what? And I said, look, and he's like, look at what? And I'm not moving. I, my hands are down by my side and I'm frozen just staring at this thing and I'm afraid to move because I'm afraid if I move, she's going to do something to hurt me. And cause she's just looking at me. So, so sinister. So, um, just the disgust, it, it, the disgust in her eyes was unlike anything. I mean, it was just real hatred, just horrible hatred. And just, She's just staring at us and she's not moving. I mean, she's not, you know, doing anything to to harm us or anything, but, you know, she's just got that look. And I finally, you know, because I'm like nudging him to look and look and he's like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And she wasn't moving. She's just like very motionless. And I didn't see her. The baby hadn't moved or the young one hadn't moved. I've never seen her either. And she's right in the clearing. I mean, there's nothing between us. She's just standing beside a tree. I finally, I lifted my hand and I pointed right at her and I said, she's right there. And as soon as I did that, she stepped. And when she stepped, this is going to sound really stupid. When she stepped, she went down to all fours like it was natural. Like, like she went from human to like, like a four-legged creature. And she opened her mouth. She bared her teeth and she roared at us and I couldn't move. It just, it, it, it pinned me to where I was just, 
understanding and uh it was really sorry um it was really scary i can imagine and, yeah. and for i goes man i see it now and um after the war had stopped it was like you regained your body function and and we just turned around and we started running and uh, we were just panicked and and we're running and you hear these screams and these howls and these ungodly breaking branches and, and these horrible um, language like that, that, that famous uh, samurai chatter going on. And you could hear it all around you. It wasn't no longer coming from her. It was coming from everywhere in the woods. And we ran and we ran and we ran and I didn't think we were going to make it. And then I see the yard and I'm running and I'm like, oh my God, there's the yard. And I'm still thinking we're not going to make it. And, you know, then there's the door and and then we get inside the door and I'm like, oh my God, you know, we're here. My cousin, Diane, she's just like, you know, oh my God, what happened? What happened? happened?" And I'm telling her that there's monsters in the woods, you know, she goes, well, let's go look. And I want you out of your mind. You know, I do. There's no way you're going to get me out there. They called my parents or she called my parents and, um, they got home and they heard the story and, and, and my mom believed me and my, my stepdad, he was very skeptical and he wanted to go back out there and I wasn't about to go back out there, but he dragged me back out there the next morning. Uh, there used to be a log that we used to cross all the time. Uh, we were a batch of nettles. Uh, we used to kind of play King of the Hill on that. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, we had to entertain ourselves somehow, but, um, that thing was broken in half and it was every bit of three foot around. I mean, it, it may have been hollow in places, but you know, this thing was massive log. I mean, you weren't, you know what I mean? You and I weren't going to break it. Uh, you could take a machine to actually break that, you know, like a bulldozer or something. So when he saw that, you know, he thought, well, you know, that's odd, but he didn't necessarily, you know, believe me. But I made my mother call my grandparents who lived uh, near Columbus, Ohio, in the city at the time. And I stayed with them for the entire summer. Uh, I did not come back home until two weeks before we packed up to move forward. And, uh, and I, I just refused to. I, I, There's no way I was going to be there. But I heard two weeks after uh, that incident, my, uh, my mother was... Uh, sitting watching on chiller theater or night out theater, one of those things. And, uh, my cousin Nick was there and she said about, um, probably, probably around one o'clock in the morning, I'd imagine something came up behind that mobile home and it hit the top of the mobile home where the, uh, uh siding met the, uh, roof and, and West, it put a dent in that mobile home that was almost 10 inches wide and about four inches deep. This is a brand new mobile home. And this thing, whatever hit it left that big of a dent, And it, it actually shifted. The mobile home was crooked by, it was off by about three inches. They had to, to, you know, reshift it back on the blocks and everything. But she, she said that, that it hit with such force that the windows rattled and the couch actually vibrated and 
she said it scared her to death and, and she went and she grabs a flashlight. She's like trying to shine it out the back window. Cause you know, we lived like in the woods back, back in 1977, Morrill County was, was predominantly wooded. It was about 80% woods and the rest was maybe farmland. Now it's a, the other way. It's, it's like 80% farmland and like 20% woods. But, uh, I saw the den, uh, and I was just amazed by it, but I wasn't surprised because she was so large and I know there was other ones out there. You could hear them when we were running and I'm, you know, I'm thankful I didn't have to see those. Um, but I got to tell you, uh, I thought I was going to die. I, I truly thought that was, that was my day that we were, that we were all going to die. She didn't physically attack us. And as an adult, I realized that she could have killed us all, you know, that we didn't really stand a chance. But it was not any less terrifying, nonetheless. And and there are times when I think about that day that it still brings tears to my eyes because it was so terrifying. Um, yeah, I, I, can I cannot explain how terrifying it was. Yeah, I would imagine. It's hard to. The 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 samurai chatter you heard, did it sound like this? Did it sound like that? Is that what you heard beyond the roar? Yes, it, um, so I got to tell you a story. So it was years later, uh, after I discovered YouTube, you know, came out and everything. We're talking a lot of years later, uh, when I first heard the, uh, Samurai chatter. And when I heard it, I, I just broke down. I, it, it just turned me into a blubbering idiot when I heard it. I, I also, uh, had a moment like that that happened to me when I heard the Ohio uh, house uh, that had the same effect on me because I heard both those things. I've heard those howls many times. I didn't never knew what they were, you know, until that day. What was it? I always thought it was like some weird air raid siren or something that was broken. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. It actually does sound like an air raid siren. I mean, it's different, but I, I get what you mean. What was it about her eyes that got you? What was it about looking into those eyes? Were they just black eyes looking at you? No. 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 They're old. Her eyes were were old, dude. I <laughs> mm. Her eyes were like... It was almost like a thousand years of knowledge. It, it was just so, you know, I, I, again, I hate to use this word, word is this, this almost biblical. Uh, 
do you do you recall a story? I read this story about some special forces in Afghanistan that that supposedly ran into this giant, and I found the story very interesting because when they were describing the 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 frequencies and the vibrations that this thing was putting off going through them, I could relate to that. When when she when she stepped forward and closed half that gap and then went down on all fours, you have to understand when she stepped forward, she probably covered, I don't know, seven, eight foot of that gap. And then when she went down to all fours, she covered another eight foot of that gap. And when she did that, when she went down to all fours, it was so unnaturally transformer like, um, it just like when she went down to all fours, it was like, it was just, weird it was almost like she she looked natural in all fours and she looked natural standing does that make sense yeah it does it does i got a lot of flack for that in my own encounter and i said the same thing it's like if you blink if you blink you'll miss it it's like they collapse and they're on all fours it's it's very odd it's not like how you or you know john you or me would get down all fours it's not like that it's like they just collapse No, her her legs her her back legs uh, once you went down to go to all fours, did not move. They did not bend. It was almost like it was almost mechanical in 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 nature, but it wasn't. It was odd. That's you know, it was just odd. I I've just never seen anything like this. And even when she was on all fours, she was way larger than we were. It was she she was as big as any bear I'd ever seen when she went down to all fours. It was it was scary, but you know they. Uh, that samurai chatter, um, going back to it, you know, they're, they're talking and it, um, it reminds me today, some of it, not, not the samurai chatter, but the, the, uh, the clicks, the, um, the other part of the language that they do, it sounds aborigine. Um, I've heard it many times in the woods and not knowing what it was, uh, clicks and whistles and, and pops and um, and things of that nature. Uh, you 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 just you, your mind rationalizes things. Um, I feel as just being natural sounds for the most part. But as 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 a young kid at eleven, I just never thought anything of those whistles and pops. But I heard those as well. In between those screams, you could not believe how loud those clicks and whistles and pops are. Yeah, I wanted, and it's all, I wanted it's, to ask you that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to ask you about that. Did you get the impression that another one was telling her to back off or don't kill him? Or because uh, I remember when you and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I mean, you know, when I turned around and and we took off running, um, we took off running. I mean. I heard the screams in the background. I heard the roars in the background. I heard branches breaking and, 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 but it didn't sound like they were chasing us. It sounded like they were staying or keeping a distance behind us, but making sure that we were exiting. That's how I feel about it now. I, back then I was just running from a life, dude. <laughs> I just running from a life. You know, I, I, the only thing on my mind at that time was, was, you know, to see daylight coming through those woods and then to see a yard and then to, 
you know, all those things were just hope for me because the whole time I thought for sure I was dead. You know, really, I, I, there's no way in the world I thought I was going to survive that. Yeah, it, I don't, um, I don't blame you. I think I'd feel the same way, to be honest with you. Just run for your life. You know, it's, that seems to be the theme when you run into these things, just try and get away with your life, you know, and a lot of aggressive, uh, type encounters. And, and this one fascinates me. And you, you made a comment I've heard from other witnesses, specifically the two brothers I was telling you about. I just talked to one of them the other night. And everyone wants me to do an update show. And for the audience listening, I'm going to do an update show with, with one of the brothers. Uh, but he had made the comment to me. He goes, Wes, they hate us. Yeah. And I go, what? yeah, I felt the same thing. Yeah. And I go, why, why, why do you say that? He goes, I'm telling you, they hate us. And he said, I don't really want to get into it. And I'm hoping he'll come on and really share how he feels. Uh, but it was an interesting comment he had made. You know, and and they've had a lot of experience. I mean, these guys are legit. I know for a fact that these guys are legit. And uh, that was a comment he made. He said, Wes, they hate us. They absolutely hate us. And I said, do you mean hate you specifically? And he said, no, they hate us. And uh, when you made that comment earlier about your, you know, when she was looking at you with such disgust, um, he talked a lot about that. And I find that fascinating. It makes me wonder why. Why is there such a hatred? Well, I mean, look, I, I'm no expert on anything, but, um, I told you when, when you look into her eyes, first off, it's a, it's a connection. It, it, I, oh my God. I, so when, when she locked into my eyes, it was very strange. And my whole life was just changing. And when she stared into me, it was, it was like I was staring back into something that, that knew the secrets to everything. And I, man, I know that sounds really odd and weird and out there, but it was almost like a wisdom, but it was terrifying at the same time. I I can't really explain that, but I could tell she was she was so intelligent, so intelligent, more intelligent than 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 anyone out there is giving them credit for. You can see wisdom when you really look into someone's eyes. You know, you can almost see their soul, and she just had an old soul, I guess. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, no. And I appreciate sharing that, that I don't think that's bizarre at all. In fact, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like with humans. Sometimes you can look into people's eyes and I've done it, you know, where I've, I've met people and I thought, wow, you know, the, the plane's fl- flying, but there's no pilot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this person isn't right. real bright. And then some people you look at and you're like, this, this guy's compassionate this guy so the eyes are very revealing to the soul i understand exactly what you mean uh did the younger one what did the younger one look like compared to the older one what were kind of the differences uh, so um the younger one it, it had dark hair um it did have dark hair like hers uh but there were some differences um first off it's it had the coconut shaped conical shaped forehead 
And it was very odd because it was more, um, it was a little more rounded than, than the females. It wasn't as conical, but it looked like almost like, like maybe it was getting there, (laughs) but it, it had lack of, if, uh, it didn't have nearly as much hair on its face, uh, as the female. Um, the hair was, was more lacking up in the face, almost like, you know, like, like as you and I would get older and, and, you know, we start to develop facial hair and things of that nature. This thing was covered in in hair, but its face wasn't nearly as covered in hair as the rest of it. And I, the only thing I can relate it to, because, you know, when I looked at it, I looked at it probably for about, I don't know, I'm just going to say. 10 to 15 seconds before I started following my eyes up. Uh, and after that, I didn't really look at it much because it was really insignificant at that point. But it's reminded me, if you go back to the land before time, that very first series, uh, that TV show that was on Saturday morning, that little, um, uh, Chaka thing, that, that little creature on there, that cave creature that, that was on there. It looked a lot like that. It really did, you know, except for its fur was dark. It was black. It wasn't like that red color that, that they had, but its face was a lot like that. It's, its face actually was more human looking than, than the large female. It, it just seemed to have more human traits to it, but ugly. Oh my God. Like, like wrong turn ugly. If, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, uh, like deformed and, and like messed up, you know, like, like some bad inbreeding. And <laughs> yeah, no, I hear it, you. It, yeah. It, 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 it was a little, it was a real, you know, the, the little one's going to grow up to be much scarier than, than, than that female, as far as like its face and, you know, stuff goes. Yeah. Once but, he grows into that ugly mug of his, yeah, no, I hear you. Why, why do you right. think she didn't attack you? I mean, why do you think, um, obviously it was a bluff to get you to go. I'm sure at the time it didn't feel like a bluff. Uh, but why do you think no. she didn't attack you? Well, okay, well, first off, I told you that area was, was predominantly wooded, right? And um, all of our, our lands connect to other farmers and other people, and all of that was wooded. Well, there's a, there's a guy that lived behind us and he started clearing out some farmland that connected to our back, uh, acreage. And when he did that, that's when, you know, odd things started happening and, and what have you. And so my thought would be that maybe they, they had lived in that area or were just, you know, he, he destroyed something. They were very angry about it. Um, I felt like, you know, that's what started it, uh, was land clearing. But again, you know, when you look at children as an adult, you don't ever look at a child like, I want to kill you. As an adult person, you would never look at a child that way. Right. Yeah. These things have a understanding like you and I do. You could see it in their eyes, but along with that is such 
hatred for humans, for man, uh, such disdain, such like, you know, I wish all of you were dead, every one of you. And if I could kill you all right now, I would. And that's how I felt like she felt. There was no compassion in her eyes. She didn't look at us like, oh, look, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looked at us like, you know, I want you dead. Even though she didn't, that's how she looked at it. And, I, and that's how I felt. I just felt like if she could kill every human being there was at that moment, she just would. In your mind, what? why do you think she didn't give chase and actually kill you guys? I know well, it's kind of a – it's a question you can't really answer, but if you would, maybe to the best of your ability. I feel like it's forbidden. I feel like she already knew the answer to that. Like she so badly wanted to but knew that it was against the rules. That's That's how I feel about it now because she was an animal. I mean, let's face it. If she was an animal, she'd kill I mean, that's what animals do. You know, when they, when they feel like they need to protect their young, a bear's not going to stop and go, oh, that's a human. I'll kill it. A bear's not going to do that. It doesn't reason that way. Animals do not reason like that. Animals have intelligence, right? I, you know, I can play with my dog, and eventually she could figure out that instead of chasing me around the house, she could take a shortcut by hopping over a couch, if you know what I mean. But that's not... That's not the same type of reasoning. These things actually think, understand, communicate. They have an ability and strength and power that, that we just don't understand. And, 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 you know, I don't necessarily know if paranormal is the word I would use because I'm more of a science guy. Uh, frequency, vibration would be more... Have you ever heard that tigers have this, this ability? It's called um, the infrasound. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, and, and it's supposed to um, be able to, to paralyze its prey. And I feel like these things have mastered that or, or, or like when I tell you I couldn't move, I don't mean I was frozen. I couldn't move because I was frozen, like, you know, in fear. Uh, I mean, I was at first, but when she roared at us, it was physical. It wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, fear, rationalizing fear. It, it was physical. I mean, it felt like somebody just put a thousand pounds on my body and I couldn't move no matter what I wanted to do. I, I, I could not have moved if I wanted to. That's, that's, you know, yeah, and, and she did that. She did that with her voice, you know, with, I, I'm guessing, frequency. I, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I mean, I've I've been growled at, and I felt the same way you did. You know, I felt like I couldn't move. I felt like I couldn't think straight. I felt like I couldn't, you know, I was easy pickings at that point. So I, I know exactly what you mean. And it, and it fascinates me, some of the things that you're talking about, because as the listeners know, when they listen to the show, I had a guy on from Florida and he had pulled up in a fishing boat. So he pulls up in this fishing boat and he runs into this thing. And it's up on the shoreline and it's throwing a fit. I mean, absolutely throwing a fit. And he said it had this look. Actually, he's in the intro of the show, had this look of, I just want to kill you. And that's how he describes it. He describes this thing looking at him like, I just want to kill you. Well, it rushed him. 
And it got within a few feet of him. I think he said it was up to its waist in water or up to its knees in the water. And it stopped. And he couldn't figure out why it stopped. And they were just standing there looking at each other. And he said it was just pure pure hatred it had on its face. I mean, this thing wanted to kill him. Right. That really fascinates me a lot. Because why? Well, why, why? Why is this hatred? And I think it goes into what they are and why it's being covered up. Um, I think you and I both agree it's not an ape. Um, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that because maybe you think it's an ape. But uh, from talking to you, that's why I said that for the audience listening. I'm not trying to like. Get- no, well, no, you're correct. I don't feel like it's an ape. I don't feel like it's. Look, just because just because it has hair uh, covering its body and it's short, it's very gorilla like, you know, from my experience. I mean, I've heard other people say that it's long. And, and it could be in places I don't know, but you know my experience was she 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 was very gorilla like only in her hair and her ability to move her lips. Other than that, there was nothing gorilla about this creature. It's it's its own species, Wes. And uh, in, in my opinion, you know, I in my opinion, it's 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 its own species. It's not a missing link. I don't feel like it's a missing link. I don't feel like it's connected to us that way. It's older than that. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, this thing is, is look, it has ability. It, it has things that we can't do. It, it's not just a predatory ability. It, it's more than that. It's a control. It's, um, look, I didn't even see it. It was standing right in front of me. I didn't see it. This thing's like eight foot tall with a baby attached to its side, 40 feet in front of me and a clearing, nothing between us, not a thing. And I did not see it. My cousin didn't see it. It wasn't until I pointed at her and she actually moved that he could actually even see her. It was almost like she had control over. It's almost like when he looked in any direction towards her, it was almost like she was just part of the environment. And I couldn't understand that. But but I do understand it because I didn't see her. I didn't see her until the baby had lifted its head and I noticed the movement of its shoulder because it had to actually turn its whole shoulder to actually move because its neck was so thick. It was almost connected directly to its shoulder, you know. And uh, so it had to make quite a body movement just to look at me. And when it did that, that's when I caught the movement. But Prior to that, she's right in front of us probably for almost a minute, and I don't even know she's there. And uh, I still can't figure that out. Yeah, (laughs) that that doesn't shock me as much as you would think, because in a lot of situations, um, you know, even as being a hunter or an ex-hunter, if something doesn't move, you're probably not going to see it. You know, our eyesight really is trained for movement. And if something doesn't move, you're not going to see it. So I, I I kind of understand that. You know, I've talked to witnesses before. There was a um, a guy who uh, he worked in the lumber industry. He was a um, uh, logger, and he had walked away from his the the place where they were logging. He had to use a bathroom, so he starts peeing, looks up, and he he sees what he thinks is a tree stump, and just keeps peeing and looks back up and looks right at it. Well, this tree stump stood up about eight feet tall. He said it just kept going up and up and up and up. And he said he saw the tree stump several times and thought it was a tree stump until it stood up. 
Um, so I kind of get what you mean when you, when you say, Hey, this thing was 40 feet away and I didn't see it. You know, even my cousin didn't see it. That's not as crazy as you might think. Um, I think in a lot of situations, unless something moves, you're not going to see it. I think more people that who are out there hiking probably have run across these things and never even known they were there. Right. Right. To recall other, other things that, that, really, really stood out to me. Um, she put off a, she just kind of had a weird, uh, I guess, aura about her, but I, I, I gotta tell you, um, ever since that incident, um, we kind of talked about this when you called me the other night is that, uh, now when I go into the woods, if anything is out of the ordinary or I notice anything, uh, in the air or the air feels different. Uh, I get out. I feel hypersensitive to them now. Uh, and I just know if I'm in the woods, I can walk into the woods now. Now it took me a long time, by the way, it probably took me 20 years before I went back in the woods, but, uh, I can go into the woods now and I can, I can feel the woods. That's, Kind of weird, but I can feel the woods, and when I'm walking through the woods, if they're nearby, I'll feel them, and I'm out. Time to go. But there are times that I'm in the woods when everything's just fine, and and I don't feel like they're anywhere near. But there are other times, you know, and it doesn't happen often, very rarely. And I spend a lot of time in the woods now. Uh, if I get that feeling, I'm out, west, I'm gone. Yeah, I said that to you the other night when we were talking on the phone. I said, you know, uh, when I'm in the woods, I can feel that they're there. And I think to your average person listening, that sounds crazy. I think someone who's had an encounter knows exactly what I mean. And I don't really know why that is. You, you just – and I'm the same way. Sometimes you can walk – it's like when I was in Texas and we were out there before we had the log thrown at our head. I was telling the guys, they're here. I I, I know they're here. And that was before we heard them, before we saw them. I just had the hairs on the back of my neck standing up, and I just knew it. And then the vocals started, and then later we had a log thrown at us. But if you tell someone that, you almost sound like a kook. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and I don't have a great answer for that. I don't know if it's you become more sensitive to them. Um, I don't have a great answer for anyone on that. But it it is true, and I've talked to other eyewitnesses that, that feel that way. You know what I mean? Well, the point I was, I was, I guess I was going to get to is, is that I, I think there's a reason for that. I, you know, you know, when, when you said people say paranormal, I'm not, uh, I'm not really subjected to paranormal per se, but, uh, scientific and they do something. I, they put off, like I said, an aura, a frequency, uh, it changes, it changes you. It changes how you connect to things. <laughs> People are going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get it. It, it, uh, it, it, it just it changed me. You know, it changed me, and and I think maybe it changes other people. Yeah, no, I, I get. You know, I'm just listening, but I, I I agree with you. I think it does too. I really do. Um, and I don't have a great answer for that. I don't have a scientific explanation for that. Um, I've talked to uh, Dr. Ben Nagel about that, 
And, you know, and it's, it's hard to explain to someone, you know, it's, it's really hard to explain to someone. I want to get into what you think they are, but before I do, you had mentioned, so it came back, it hit the house. Was that near your window? No, uh, it was actually on the opposite side of the mobile home. It was right by the back door. It's probably maybe uh, three or four feet away from the back door, right? I mean, it hit right at the at the roof and the, the very top. It was like almost intentional to hit it up really high like that, I guess. I, you know, but it was, it was brutal. I mean, the dent was huge, but no, it was on the back of the house. It was not near, uh, my room. Have you been back to that place, John? So, uh, I told you that, that we packed up and, and, uh, moved Florida and I spent the next, well, until, uh, until 2000 to the year 2000, I stayed in Florida and we came up here and, I wanted to uh, go back there because, you know, after all those years, Wes, um, I needed to see that dent. I I needed to go back there. I needed to see the dent. I needed to not really reconvince myself, but sometimes you just need to. I go back to the property, and, of course, the, the mobile home is not where it was. And, you know, there's that trail. And I'm thinking, okay, just take a deep breath and just walk up this trail. So I go up the trail and I get towards the back and I'm getting closer to where that incident happened. Of course, this is mainly farmland now. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of it's gutted and very little woods left. And I get back there towards that clearing and there's the trailer. And ironically, it's sitting right where we had the sighting. They put that mobile home <laughs> right where I had that sighting. And I'm approaching the front of the trailer. And to look at the back of the trailer, west is to go to where that spot is, you know. And I had to sit there probably for a good minute and a half or so and convince myself to walk around the back of that mobile home. I was just scared to death, too. And I got around the back of that mobile home, and, and I slowly looked up, and that dent's still there, still there. And then uh, I I got on out of there and went back to my uncle's house, and that was it. But yeah, I I, uh, I did go back, and uh, I don't know. I again, I just I needed to see that dent. You know, it, it had been 20 years. You know, felt like, and maybe yeah, I needed I get to yeah. just see it. I completely get it. I really do. I, I mean, I understand wanting to go back. And it is kind of ironic that the trailer is now in the exact spot where you, where you saw the, uh, the, if they only knew, know. you know, if they only knew. I couldn't believe it. I it's almost like the it, ultimate insult to the Sasquatch. We're going to go ahead and set up shop here. You know, it's. Uh, right. There wouldn't <laughs> be one in that area, in that direct area right now anyway, I wouldn't think, because it's just so farmland out. You just wouldn't believe how much. Uh, of that have become farmland. I mean, again, it went from 80% wooded to 80% farmland. And, uh, but that's over the course of a lot of years, you know, I'm 52 now, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm not 11 years old. And, uh, that was a long time ago. 
you 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 feel like you feel like the eleven year old, don't you? When you're walking down the trail, don't don't you feel like that little boy again walking down the trail? Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, when you when you experience uh, a traumatic experience, I, I've noticed in my life that those things those things stay with you. They don't they don't ever leave. It doesn't matter how old you were or where you were at that time. If it was traumatic enough, you can relive that moment just every every second of that moment and some moments are are harder to to reminisce than others um i've been around a while uh been in the army and i've had some of those moments but that one you know it's like it's like 9-11 where were you and what were you doing the moment that happened you could tell everybody exactly where you were what you were doing at that moment because it was so traumatic, you know, that's how this was. And so I feel like when those things happen in your life, you know, you, you know, people are, are able to recall them quite vividly. And, uh, I mean, uh, if I was to draw her today, you know, I, when I drew her, uh, my drawing skills were still <laughs> in development and I should do another, um, I thought about doing like a set, you know, that whole scenario but it's it's hard to do because um you've got to relive it and and reliving it's not pleasant it just isn't pleasant but you were asking me what i thought they were they're older than us that's what i think i think they're much older than we are and i think they know more than we give them credit for i think they probably live underground probably in caves or, or in, in areas that, uh, are very tucked away. I feel they don't belong here, that this place was not, all right. So they feel very biblical. How's that? They just feel very biblical in nature. Now I don't mean, Biblical as in, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. Right. I mean biblical as in 100 million years ago. Biblical like the Nephilim, like abominations, like they shouldn't be here? I think an abomination is a good term. I think an abomination is a very good term. I, I How connected to the Nephilim? Um, you know, when you hear stories about Nephilim and... and, and um, their uh, offspring, I guess, they're very familiar and in, in description and and uh, size and and all these things. So I guess you know that's as as, as good of a connection could probably be made as any. But I don't I don't really know. I mean, we don't really know. But I I, I feel they're old like that. That they're 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 very ancient. Yeah, it's and they have fa- a knowledge and an understanding of this world that we don't. It's fascinating you say that. Whenever I talk to, I, w- I would say most of the time, whenever I talk to an eyewitness that's gotten a really good look up close and personal like you did, and you did a great job on the drawing too, and if people want to check it out, go to SasquatchChronicles.com. I'll post a picture of it, of what you drew. But and you did a good job with the horse teeth and being kind of broken and everything. Um, but one thing I find fascinating is when I talk to a lot of people, 
and and they get very up close and personal with these things, they'll say that a lot. They'll say there's something about the eyes. There's something about this isn't a normal animal, and it's not a person, and it's not a monkey, and it's not an ape. I don't really know what this thing is, but there's something very odd about it. And I tend to agree with you. I mean, I really do. I think, you you know, I was joking with you last night when we were talking, and I said, you know, to be honest with you, if you would have caught me two years ago, um, I, I, I would have told you you're crazy. But I, I tend to agree with you. I, I There's something more going on here. And when you start looking at the government cover-up, and maybe it's because of the soup I swim in, and most people can't relate, but there's a lot of correlations between alien cover-ups and these things. There's a lot of correlations between um, strange cover-ups and these things. And if it was nothing more than just a wild monkey out there running around, why cover it up? Why? People say money. I don't buy that for two. I can tear apart that argument in two seconds. If you want to say money and the lumber industry, and no. I, I can take that apart in two seconds. Um, no, it's beyond that. There, there, there. There's an intentional push. I feel uh, to keep this quiet. Look, I have. I didn't tell you this last night. Um, my grandfather, name is Wallace Horton. He was an aerospace engineer in Roswell during those famous years, uh, and he was the head engineer at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base during those engineers, or during those years, during those famous years. And uh, it's a matter of record. You can look it up. And I've often asked him many, many, many times, and he'd just get angry with me and, and tell me there is no famous hangar and that uh, aliens don't exist and all these other things. But he was very much a government man. He died a few years ago. And I... Uh, I was at his, his side, you know, when he passed. And I asked him many questions for those last two weeks. Um, I'm like, you know, Grandpa, nobody's going to be able to come and get you or anything else at this point. I mean, you're 96 years old, and and uh, I know you feel committed to your government and, and what have you. But, you know, I would like some answers. And the only thing that he would acknowledge to me, because this guy was very pro-government, he was not... Uh, he was very tight-lipped. He told me, uh, he said, Johnny, <laughs> he says, I'm not going to tell you what I know. He says, but I will tell you this. If you want the truth, the answers lie in Venezuela. And that's all he told me. I couldn't, I couldn't begin to tell you what that means or anything else because, you know, there's not a lot out there that I could find uh, dealing with Venezuela. And, and I... Uh, so I don't know what he meant by that to this day, but he was a very famous man. He uh, he built the uh, guidance systems to the first Apollo rockets. He also uh, uh, designed and built the first nurse call button. So people hate him all over the world. Nurses hate him all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was he, he was he was a, he was a smart man, and so this is why I relate frequency to to these to these things because. You know that was one of his passions was was uh, frequency. He he uh, took courts. He took uh, Brazilian courts. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, they used Brazilian perfect courts, unblemished courts, to use as a signal director to send signals to the instrument panels and in the Apollo moonshots to tell 
which thrusters to fire when and where and all those things, you know, that was his development. That's what he did. And, uh, eventually they had to start engineering their own quartz. See, they, because they couldn't find perfect samples, but his whole thing was frequency. And, um, so I learned an awful lot from him about those things. And this is why I can relate frequency to what happened because it was an unseen force that took hold of my body that kept me from moving. Even though it was in a form of a growl, there was something else behind that that I don't think people quite grasp or understand that there's something else there, an energy that they are able to atone, a frequency that they are able to put off that actually prevents you from physically moving. That's old knowledge of some sort. That's, that's beyond our, our, our understanding is just normal people. Do we, do we know that frequency can do these things? Yes. I mean, we have weapons now and all types of things that we use frequency with. Um, Oh but, yeah, the the government has weapons with frequency. You can kill a person with, with certain hurts. Uh, you can cause a lot of damage inside a person's body with organ failure. With um, There's a new weapon out. I probably shouldn't have said that. I need to look it up. Um, I was just listening to um, another podcaster talking about it, and it's a frequency weapon the government's using now. And it's meant to make the enemy stand there like morons so they can pick them off like ducks, you know, shooting ducks in a barrel. And and it was kind of fascinating when I was sitting listening to this weapon. Right, because that's kind of like the same effect, right? I mean, you just, you, you're almost paralyzed. I mean, that's the only thing I could, I could equate it to. It was a frequency. I mean, I understand frequency, and that was definitely a frequency that had me pinned there. I mean, yeah, and it sounds yeah. nuts to the audience, but you know, and, and I hate, I, I apologize to you, John, for talking about my own encounter because I try and make it about the audience, about the, the witness and not myself. But in my own encounter with the growl, I can tell you, I know exactly what you mean. It rattles every organ all the way down to your bones, and you cannot move. You, you, the, if you wanted to run, you couldn't. You're just frozen. No. And it is this weird thing that comes over you. It's it's very odd. It's very strange. And, you know, I know lions use infrasound. Uh, tigers use infrasound to paralyze their prey. Uh, I've talked about that many times. I've put many videos up up, up on the blog about it. Um, did your stepfather, did he come around after the, the thing smashed the house? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, after that incident, you know, what choice do you have? He was in bed. <laughs> it it almost threw him out of bed. So yeah. Was there any other incidences on the property after you saw it and it hit the house? Was that did it pretty much die off after that, or was there anything else that happened that you can? It, it went away. It, it it just stopped. Everything just stopped. Everything just stopped after after they hit the house. Everything just stopped. But your neighbors hear about it, you know, half the people in that area was, was family. And so as people hear about these things, you know, then they start looking for monsters in the woods, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I think that maybe, uh, due to the commotion of everything, cause I wasn't, we weren't the only family. I mean, there were, there were kids, uh, that were in my, uh, elementary school at the time that, 
lived up the road that have said in the past that they've seen uh, giant people eating the apples out of the tops of the trees because we all had apple trees, you know. And uh, but I never saw anything of that nature, you know. And they would tell you things of that nature. You just, you know, well, you were dreaming. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't a, a big believer in, in, in monsters at that age. I had as good as imagination as anybody else. Every stick I picked up was a sword. But you know. Um, I just didn't think that I would run into something like that ever. And uh, when you do, it changes your life profoundly. And it also opens up your mind because you start hearing things better. You start not just shoving everything to the side in one category. Uh, uh, you start looking at things a little closer, and then you start understanding life a little better, I feel, because you're paying more attention. And you're not just taking everything that everybody says and just putting it in a category that is that is just trash or, or whitewash, you know. You know, maybe something, you know, will catch your eye and you'll pay a little more attention to it. And maybe you'll be a little wiser because of it. Um, but uh, I know that it profoundly changed my life. It profoundly changes how I study, how I look at history, um, and everything. I don't take anybody's word for granted anymore, and I don't take anybody's word for the gospel anymore. It, it taught me to to look at life through my eyes and and to study and and to really pay attention. I mean, if I could say anything good come out of it, that's it. I agree with you on everything you just said. Would you want to run into one another one? Uh, okay. I would love to see another one, Wes. I would love to see another one, but I don't want to see it up close. I, I, what I need is, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't need the world to believe me, to be honest with you. You know, this is the first time I've spoken about it outside of that little report I did with the BFRO when they called me way back in 2000. Um, but this is the first time I've spoken about it publicly to anybody because, you know, this is my life and this happened and you can't tell me anything different. I, I know what happened. And, uh, and I didn't really want to put myself out there to be ridiculed, you know, but I'm older now, you know, I'm a, I'm at a stage now, I think in my life where I don't really care how you feel about my, my life experiences. But if you want to know, I, I'm more than happy to share them. No, I'm very glad that you did. I mean, I, I believe you. I, I think your, especially your descriptions are so right on. And I, and to be honest with you, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I would want to see one again, but maybe from about, you know, standing on a hill 500 yards <laughs> away watching one, you know, where there's enough safe distance between us. I wouldn't mind that. I, I get where you're coming from on it. Um, I think everyone who has an encounter – even though they say they don't want to see it again, I think deep down they want to see it again, but maybe not quite like they did the first time, uh, a little bit more distance. Right. And I'm always envious of people who have roadside crossings because I would love to be in a car as one just goes by, you know what I mean? And I can keep driving. Uh, so, so get this, I, I work in a stone quarry on the weekends. I will be going into work here in about four hours, but uh, I work out there, I'm by myself. 
It's in the middle of the woods in Roy, Washington. And, uh, you know, we have bear out there and, and uh, a lot of things. I've never heard anything like the sounds I heard that day out there. Uh, I've heard elk and, and I've seen coyote and deer. And like I said, we have bear and, and we even have an occasional cougar um, through there. But, um, you know, I to be honest with you, I'd hate to be out there in the middle of that stone quarry <laughs> and see an eight foot figure walk in front of my headlights, man, because I have a gate to get to <laughs> to get open. <laughs> yeah. And, and Roy's but, actually <laughs> kind of a hot area, to be honest with you, here in Washington State. There's I get many reports out of Roy. Many. Um, well, we we had a uh, we had a guard that quit. Uh, from hearing strange noises, but I've never heard anything strange out there. You know, I'm 52 now. I have been in the woods when I felt that, you know, you need to get out now feeling. And I, and, and I adhere to that when that happens. Uh, and I think if you don't adhere to that, you're foolish, but that's, that's just my opinion. So I, you know, I exit stage right when I, when I get those, those feelings for sure. It, it these things, uh, I think the reason they don't hurt us is because it's it's they're not allowed. And if they do hurt us, it's only because they know they can get away with it. That's how I feel. When you say not allowed, what do you mean? Like it's forbidden. Like, like I want to kill you so bad, and I would right now if I was allowed to do it. But there's a greater power than me that's telling me I'm not allowed yet. That's just kind of how I felt. Yeah, and I think you may not be too far off on that. You know, it's a it's a fascinating account, John, and I'm honored that you would take the time to come on and and talk to me about it. You know, it's um, probably one of the more fascinating accounts I've heard, and um, you know, it, it's hard to say. There there is moments where I think about a lot of encounters to where they could kill someone very easily, and they act like they want to, but then they don't, and so you might be onto something there. It's hard to say. You know what I mean? It's um, but I'm honored you would come on and, and talk about it. Uh, you know, I appreciate you wanting me to talk about it. I, uh, again, it's not something that, that I share a lot of because, you know, it's, uh, your work circles aren't going to understand that, and you certainly aren't getting promotions. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's you true. know, I mean, it's just it, it, it's, it's something that is not totally accepted by mainstream yet. But, uh, hey, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tucker Carlson had uh, a gentleman from the government showing us UFO videos. So, you know, maybe they're going to come around. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's coming. I really think it's coming. But I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you again, John. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Wes. And, uh, uh, you know, just uh, let me know when when you're going to do your next show and I'll, and I'll sure to tune in and listen to myself sound folks. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Well, thank you again, John. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, John. And that's it for tonight, everyone. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Until next time, everyone. <laughs>